0: Welcome back to the Mackinac and Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb and I'm Jairus Scora. So this week, both President Biden and former President Donald Trump are coming here or have been here to talk UAW shop stand with the picket line. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's created some fascinating politics. And there's a lot of reasons why both people uh, have been here this week. Uh, We have Ingrid Jacques with USA Today on the line who has been following this closely. Ingrid, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So um, this seems to me just right off the bat, Donald Trump announced uh, some time ago that he was coming to stand with the picketing UAW workers. And then a short time after that, Joe Biden says he's going to come stand there and he's going to come the day before Donald Trump. Can you parse the politics on that one for us?
1: So it sounds like Biden's quite the copycat to me. But yes, <laughs> uh, Trump came out several days uh, ahead of Biden deciding that he also needed to come to Michigan. So, I mean, the dynamics there are very interesting that you have a former Republican president who, you know, saw this before the current Democratic president, that this would be a good opportunity to come talk to these union workers, um, a lot of these working class voters that that did support Trump back in 2016. And, you know, Trump's he, he's savvy about these kinds of things, and he knows that there's a real opportunity here to win back some of that support this time around, um, those voters' seem to go back more for for Biden in, in 2020, but, I mean, as you all know, I mean, Biden is incredibly unpopular, especially when it comes to his handling of the economy. Um, there was just a new poll out this week from the Washington Post, I believe, that has, that shows Republicans are trusted by um, upwards of 20 points more than Democrats right now on the economy. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that's all looking pretty bad for, for Biden. And now it looks like he's just trying to play catch up to Trump in making this visit to Michigan. So yeah. it's, the dynamics are very interesting.
2: I was uh, a little amused because the, the UAW talked about one of their contract negotiations and, and over the amount of. Uh, Raises they needed and and they said, Well hey, you know inflation is pretty high, so maybe the president of the u a w can mention that um you know when he when he meets with president biden um so uh, Ingrid, this is an interesting situation you it's not just um you know our our current and previous president visiting, but Congressman John james went to the pick up picket line Bernie Sanders was at the picket mm-hmm. line, our mm-hmm. governor was at the picket mm-hmm. line um nobody's really uh Visiting the, the company side of this, um, why even kind of across the spectrum, what is the, you know, obviously everyone wants to be seen standing with workers. Is there a mm-hmm. limit to that as this drags on for a long time and, and public opinion changes or starts really affecting Michigan's, uh, what, what's your take kind of on the bipartisan approach to standing with the workers and, and why that's happening nowadays?
1: Well, I mean, I think John James is message is going to be quite different from, say, Gretchen Whitmer's. But, um, I I mean, I think there's, sure, I mean, these are potential voters standing there that both Republicans and Democrats want. Um, But I I definitely think that there seems to be at least this uh, idea that unions are having a moment right now, even though union membership. I believe last year fell to its its lowest level ever. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I do think you know, people are already struggling with higher costs. Inflation has remained high. People are concerned about this. And if this strike goes on, if it expands, I mean, it seems from the reporting I've seen that uh, the UAW leadership is – <laughs> really planning on um, causing the automakers a lot of pain, and even if this thing has to go on for even months, if that happens, uh, people across the country are going to feel it, and I think this will just only compound negative views. Of how Biden, Biden's handling the economy.
2: Yeah, well, it's a really interesting situation. And, and on the unioni- unionization side, I mean, I, if people want to unionize and join any group and, and join together to, to bargain over wages, I say, you know, more power to them. You know, the problem sure. here, of course, in Michigan is that uh, our state legislature reversed our right to work law, meaning that whether you agree with the union or not doesn't matter. Everyone that right. works in those auto plants now have to to pay money to the union, um, but I do. There is this interesting thing where where unions they don't have a super strong incentive to uh, care. I mean, they should care about the health of the company. If you, you but they're kind of drawn towards, I guess what I would say is short term thinking. And people, of course, everyone wants workers to get. Raises and have better benefits. But they're, the problem with that, from the economic perspective, is just the trade offs of that. And we're beginning to see that. So it sure. was just announced um, this week that one of the announced Ford plants, widely touted by the governor, is now on pause. Um, there have been layoffs. Yeah, that was weird. yeah mm-hmm. there have been layoffs at downstream factories as the trade-offs kind of come to be, and of course, the long-term trade-offs here in Michigan, which is a shedding of auto dro- jobs to Southern states and out of the country. And so, I mean, it, it's right. great to have higher wages, but there's always a cost to that. And the question is, what's, what's the cost and how worthwhile is it?
1: Well, I mean, I think there's been a lot of tensions lately between the union, between the UAW and President Biden over, uh, you know, his desire to accelerate the shift to EVs. And um, UAW President Sean Fain has really been pushing back against this extremely fast timeline. And so Biden's kind of playing both sides of the fence, you know, saying he wants US auto companies to really lead the way, um, take backs for the market share from Tesla, if they, if they can. But that's going to be a costly change. Um, as they make that move and uh if the uaw is saying they're going to try to drive up costs for the auto companies with higher wages and um you know much much more um exceptional benefits then that's going to put the automakers in a tough position uh but you know i think when trump's here that's the message he's going to be saying you know that, that uh he would slow down that shift to EVs um, get the EPA uh, out of <laughs> out of the automaker's business and resonate with a lot of these folks who are worried about losing their job. Jobs you just don't need as many workers to uh, make an EV as you do a, a traditional gas powered engine.
0: And you do see that shift. I mean, I, I was reading a story that. Uh, Biden is essentially saying, hey, look, we can get these higher wages and you can still make EVs. It's a win-win for everybody, for the climate activists and the environmentalists that are behind him and for labor unions. But that disconnect with Sean Fain and with the UAW is real, which leads me to believe that Sean Fain doesn't like union members genuinely can't see it that way because it's not true. Right. Tesla uses about half the number of people to build a car than, uh, you know, than a combustible engine. In one of the big three companies do. Um, but on the other side of the coin, for months now, you've heard Trump coming in and talking about this very problem of EVs and what they're going to do to destroy you know, working-class jobs across the country and in Michigan. When he came to Oakland County a number of months ago and spoke, he talked about this for an extended period of time, about how the transition to EVs will destroy the Motor City. Um, do you think that he picks up support from this, or can the union manage to keep its members supporting Democrats uh, even with this narrative out there, a narrative that the union itself sort of built that the transition to EVs is not good for them?
1: Well, I mean, I think that message from Trump is definitely going to resonate with these workers. And even if the union more broadly never comes around and supports Trump, I mean, I, I don't see a world in which Sean Fain would ever endorse Trump. But I mean, what happened, like, I think we could maybe see like what we what happened in twenty sixteen when I think Hillary Clinton only won the union vote by about eight points over Trump. So I mean he did he did uh really pretty well among those workers. That's part of how he was able to squeak by with the win here in Michigan. So um I, I do think there's an opportunity to win back some of that support, but um, you know, as a whole, I'm sure the unions themselves are still going to solidly be in the Democratic camp. But they're they're going to make Biden work for their endorsement here. Mm-hmm. I think having a sitting president on the picket line with workers that's unprecedented, as as far as I can tell. And um, I mean, that's going to put him in a position where he's he's definitely picking a side. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the UAW does come out now <laughs> with an endorsement now that he's done that but I'm, I'm not sure that they're ready to do that
0: yeah it is it is the first time a president has stood in a picket line ingrid jocks with usa today we've got to leave it there thanks for coming on
1: thanks for having me
0: and we'll be back after a brief break with more of the mackinac michigan show on wjr